Yo! Yo! The process is black and white, where two friends examine the trials and tribulations of starting their individual businesses with their cultural differences and similarities, along with whatever else accompanies them on their journey. Each week, they will discuss a few chapters from books that will transform you from being a wantrepreneur to an entrepreneur. Here's Vernon and Devin. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Deb. So uh, we're seven or eight days, or just ten days into the uh, new year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you held up on some of those goals that you have for the new year? Or are you already behind? No, my the, the good thing about my New Year's resolutions is they were they they were probably very much like these intangibles you know i did i didn't like i didn't do the lose weight i didn't do the save money you know the two generic ones um what i did was like to be limitless to be fearless and to be intentional about it so i did hold up right and and one of the things that i did the other day is my wife was like why do you need to do this? And I'm like, you know, it's because there's no limits. So uh, I'm putting a cart before the horse here on this one. But uh, let me give you the backstory. So we have all these seasonings and I'm like, you know what? What if I make some type of mac and cheese flavor with Mm -hmm. every seasoning? Oh, people would love people would love that because mac yeah. and cheese is like one of those things that you you see it shows up at all the restaurants and everything like it's yes it, yes and yeah. it's like but it's always just classic and sure. I'm like sure you know like I if I use every seasoning to create like a a flavor with the cheese pair them up right work on that and I'm like you know like she's like I don't think anybody wants that and I'm like it doesn't matter. This for me, everything from here on in my life and my world is no limits, man. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do whatever we want to do. We're gonna purposely go left when everybody is going right because we're looking to do the things that everyone else goes, no one wants that. Because we're gonna do it and we're gonna take that thing that no one wants and we're gonna do it and we're gonna do it so well that people are gonna have the opposite response of like, you did what? Oh my God, this is like, I've never had anything like this before. That's what I'm looking for. So the first one up was, I was like, all right, the Cajun will be easy. Cajun's the easiest one, yeah. Cajun's been easy. So I took, made my mac and cheese like I normally do. And I put like two tablespoons or whatever of Cajun seasoning into the the cheese sauce. And then I smoked, then I did some smoked andouille sausages. And- Tossed it all together and just made it like I would in my normal mac and cheese. But the flavor was this this smoky, you know, Cajun flavor that came out with the mac and cheese. So, it's you know, it's everything you love in the cheese sauce, but it just has this, this Cajun flair. Then you add the sausages in, and sure. it's like, I tell you, 
everyone might not be for everybody, but if you're someone who likes gumbo, who likes all this of those type you. of Cajun flavors, it works for you. It's cheese and, you know, Cajun, blackened and cheese, mac and cheese mm -hmm. is what it is. Cast iron pan, so it like got crisp. It, it, was, it was spot on. And I made it real and I did it, did it to uh, Master P's. Make them say, uh, you know, just, to, just, to, just, to, just, I had to send it to you. Just, to, uh, just to button it up, you know, no limit soldier. It was like perfect. Um, it was, it was perfect, man. It was perfect. So, um, yes, to answer your question, I'm, I'm on target and, I, and I'm doing, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of stuff and even me on a personal level, I'm, I'm saying yes to a lot of things Nice on purpose, intentionally. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I, I even We're drunk hope. out of a Cowboys mug also this week. Whoa. So that was <laughs> getting carried away with these no limits. Huh? <laughs> there was a mug in the house. I, I needed a, a therm, thermal mug, and it was like, damn it, do I want to drink this out is of this what's Cowboys mug? <laughs> Yeah, I uh, uh, we're we're holding on too, right? We're we're doing you know like no, a, a bunch of the normal stuff, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just like eat right, exercise a little more, like, yeah, the, yeah, like yeah. those kinds of things that are like the very normal ones. We're so far we're a hundred percent on those, so yeah, we got to keep keep that trend going for another week. You know, it's uh, it's hard to remember that like, you know, when you're doing the you know health stuff or fitness stuff or eating right stuff. It, the payoff doesn't happen for a few weeks, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we've been, we haven't eaten anything off plan, uh, since new year's day. And, uh, at night we have a piece of chocolate every night. And, uh, we, we were talking last night. We were like, you know, the chocolate tastes really, really good right now. <laughs> and what that is, is like, Oh, you've been eating salad and all the other stuff you're supposed to eat. And so when you have something that's that sweet and delicious, it tastes like outrageous. So I will say that probably so we're we're in that mode where things are starting to taste even better than yeah. they than you think that they would. And I will say that's probably one of my favorite parts about like when you're eating well and eating healthy, you one of the best parts is is definitely that stuff like chocolate, simple stuff tastes unbelievably great. Um, cause you really truly appreciate it. So, so I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying that for sure. What do you think? Uh, will man, we, we, we had the episode with Michael. It was so great to have him come back and visit. Um, but what do you think? Will to give me your closing thoughts on that, that wonderful book. It was incredible. Um, I actually wanted the, us to like dive in a little bit, mm -hmm. um, for today. And one of the things that, um, I wanted to start with his favorite chapter. So did you come out with a favorite chapter? I came out with one. I'll tell you mine while you think of yours. Yeah, um, when we got to that mutiny chapter, that mutiny chapter to me was like, it was, it was incredible. It was, it was my favorite chapter. It, it to me, it made the book. Um, <clears throat> there was a couple, like, you know, there was a couple chapters in a book that, he told, you know, his, his life was a lot of valleys and peaks. You know what I mean? And when he got to those valleys, you know, like the one where he got broke and he, you know, J DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince was kind of, you know, just tanked their second album and lost all their money and boom, 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 and almost went to jail and all, all, all of that stuff. 
And then he had another volley, which was the mutiny chapter, where he talks about here he is at the height of his success. He is living it up. He's Will Smith. He's missed the box office. And his daughter makes the song I Whip My Hair Back and Forth, which becomes like the one of the biggest songs in the world. And she's on tour. They're overseas. They're doing a worldwide tour with his daughter. She does the first, I guess, like 10 dates of the tour. And she goes, all right, dad, I'm done. This, this is it. And he's like, yeah, we're done. You know, we're going to go home. And then, you know, next week we're going to fly out and do Australia. And she's like, no, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And he goes, well, you know, we have to do it, sweetie. And, he, you know, he's doing a whole father to young kid thing and talking about then We made a promise to Mr. Jay-Z and, you know, uh, we're, we're part of this label now and we got to make this album and, She's like, no, I'm done. Like, I, this is it. This is all I wanted to do. I've, I've fulfilled whatever I've come to do. And uh, basically, he says the next morning, she comes downstairs, shaved all her head off, hair off at 10. At 10. He's like, I'm not whipping anything back and forth. And um, he, uh, when he tells that story, and then he gets into the chapter of mutiny. And one of the things that I took away from the chapter, I'd say the biggest lesson when she talked about feelings in the chapter. I don't know if you remember the part where he talks about, you know, one, no one cares how you feel. Everyone, the majority of people only care how they feel. Um, and they want to get their opinions off and their, you know, whatever they think is what they want to hear. They're not really listening to you. Mm -hmm. They want you to listen to them. And, he talks about he spun time trying to consider everyone in his family's feelings because he had realized that through the years he has not considered anyone's feelings. His objective in life was I have this dream and this goal that I want us to get to as a family. And these are the things we got to do to get there. Who cares how you feel? We, you just got to do it. If you want to well, get it, there, it, he, he called it. about being on the Will Smith train. Everybody being on the Will Smith exactly. like, plan. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And he tells the story of him and Jaden doing After Earth. And he tells the story of he went into full, I'm going to care about my kids' feelings and every bit of them I'm going to care about. And so he basically cared about the feelings of Jaden so much that he cared them into the worst acting performance in the history of like acting like because he basically didn't push him at all he was like if he only wants if he thinks the first take is good enough then damn it the first take's good enough we're moving on and it was the worst performance ever and he got Jaden got destroyed of course will was great in the movie and everyone said how great will was and then the, the morning at the movie drops Jaden's reading it and he's getting destroyed on every outlet and he said that was the moment he realized that, like, you can't parent either way. Because when he was the tough dad who pushed his kids to be nothing but great, they looked at him in, like, fear. Like, they didn't want to perform when he was around because he was, like, he was this drill sergeant. But then when he went totally the other way of being this supportive dad who, like, my son only is doing one take because he only wants to, then 
he ended up having a terrible performance and they looked at him like you let me down and you led me astray and you know i i can't follow you anymore so he realized there was this balance that he had to find of how do i be supportive of your feelings but also be real with you and let you know that like hey the way you feel and your feelings is going to get in the way of you getting to what you what you desire and what your goals are and and how to articulate that as a father as a person as a friend um you know it's just it, it, like it was it was an awesome chapter and it's something that I talk about in my personal life all the time about the importance of feelings and what role do they play and how to dissect them and how to validate them without overdoing it. It's this yin and yang balance that you have to have when you're talking about feelings. It's funny when you were like, I wonder what, when you were, when you were about to say what chapters you were into, I was like, I bet you it's that one about fatherhood. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it makes, it makes sense, right? Because like, it's about, it's, you know, it's the most important thing that you're doing in life. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. It's like, it's like being a good husband and being a good father. Yeah. But and, and also just to add on, I know you about hmm. to get in, but just to add on, it, it's also about leadership. Yeah. You know, like, like leadership, like yes, as a husband and a father and having to be in a leader role, leadership feelings are so tough in a leadership role. You know, it, it's, it's a difficult thing to navigate. Dude. I mean, we talked about it before the show, like, um, we were, we were both of us just, just kind of like chatting about how our weeks go. And like a lot of what we talked about this week was just like feelings, feelings. you know, uh, because it, it, it plays a, a massive role in the way that you interact with the universe. And certainly for, for me and for you, I know like the reaction to that is a lot of times a postscript. Like you go through the feelings and then at the end you go, oh, that's why that happened rather than like interacting with them, you know, in real time. Um, that's maybe a man thing. Maybe, a, maybe, uh, uh, just like a, a, we grew up in the same era kind of thing. Like maybe that's just why we deal with it that way, but who knows? I think it's, it's a little bit, I think we're just stoic in a way. Can you call yourself stoic? Is that like a little, is I mean, like, I, like I, is I, that I, like a shameless plug? You probably shouldn't stoic? call yourself a stoic, right? Cause as soon as you say it, you're like not doing it. It's like, I'm so <laughs> humble, but, <laughs> but no, I, I think that it's probably a little bit stoicism. I, I, you know, I certainly aspire to some of those attributes, I think. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but there is so. like this calm that I'd say we both share in what you're talking about of those moments where you're like, you know, you're trying to be thoughtful in how you react, mm-hmm. you know, so exactly like you said, your your response to feelings is it's delayed it's processed it's you know like before i get i'm gonna go into my silence here and just think it all out and yeah i'll get back to you on how i feel but right now i'm gonna you know think it out yeah um for for me and this this also makes sense i think the chapter that was that hit me the most was when him and jl decide like what are the attributes of being oh yes the greatest movie star in the world and how how do we it was i don't remember what the name of the chapter was but it was basically the the lay out the will smith plan chapter um where he like makes a bunch of plans and 
they evaluate the surface area and then they they pick and they're like here's the kind of movies that the biggest movie star in the world gets here's the kind of opportunities the biggest movie star in the world would take and and they make a plan and then they start executing it um and i liked it for two reasons one is because i found it so surprising i don't think of movie stars as people who are intentional in their career right i i just think of them as like beautiful people who are talented actors who choose this path and some of them end up as giant movie stars and some of them end up as just stars and some of them end up on the B list. That's my impression of it from the outside. And it was nice to find out how wrong I was. And in fact, the great movie stars sit around and go like, how can I execute against this? I just took this movie. What's the next appropriate movie? And I never really think about movie stardom that way because I guess maybe a combination of not being interested and assuming that movie stardom was all luck and and the stardom part was not related to skill. And it turns out that it's highly skilled. And it's neat to see Will and JL and sort of everyone get on board and make a plan and start executing against that plan. Yeah. It was desire. And Your chapter was desire. Desire. Yeah, there you go. It was desire. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, that, and that's that's the one that I enjoyed the most. And I especially enjoyed it the most because you got to, in the more I got through the book, the more I got to reflect on that chapter and remember the lesson that I've learned over and over in my life, which is like, no matter how much you plan and no matter how much you desire things and no matter, once you get there, you're going to realize a, how wrong you were. And B, how that next thing over the hill is actually what you want. <laughs> and, and so mm -hmm. I quite, it's one of my favorite things about life is that um, it's called the hedonic treadmill is generally what people call it, um, where as soon as you get a thing, you get used to it. Um, so you get a, a nice house and you think this is the greatest house ever and this is all the house I'll ever need. And then... You've been in it for five years and you're like, well, I could get a little bigger house or I could get a mm -hmm. house with further away neighbors. And, and that's – I love that complication of being human because uh, we talked about cars earlier in our pre-conversation, pre right, where I had a car mm -hmm. and I had it for a, a bunch of years um, because – 17 to be exact. 17. Because the longer you have a car and it's paid off, the more you're – the more free driving you're getting like it and it's just a tool like why do you need to get the fanciest new tool all the time and i try to make those decisions deliberately and i fail all the time but sometimes i succeed and in the car example i come out looking looking good but in other places you know i, I buy stuff i don't need or i make a decision that i shouldn't have or something like that and balancing that out of that here's the desire here's the plan and then you get there do you remake the whole desire and the whole plan again? Or do you enjoy the fact that you're there? Or, you know, I, I don't know. I just love that wow. part of life. That, that is, life. that is deep. Uh, you know, I'd say there's degrees of it that's healthy and, and there's degrees of it that people would argue is, is, is unhealthy. It's, you know, mm -hmm. some, someone said, uh, who, I don't want to say it is, um, I'm trying to think who, who the writer was back in the 60s, I want to say it was James Baldwin, which had a line where he said, uh, you know, want, wanting is like the the worst desire of man. You know what I mean? The, the, when you want. Um, 
you know, but it's it's kind of what also keeps us going. You know what I mean? Like like it there's a lot of people out here that are you know, in moving forward in their careers, getting promotions, doing all of these things, you know, and just being better at what they do all because they want that bigger house. Yep. All because they want that faster car or they want that perfect wife or they want that perfect husband. You know what I mean? Like we're all driven by these desires and wants. And it's kind of what keeps the world going round and round and round. Um, and I mean it metaphorically, sure. you know, where could you imagine if everybody stopped and just went, you know, don't we have enough? What like I, I often think of like what would that world actually look like? I mean, I don't know. The answer is, is I truly do not know, but I would like I do like to try to practice um, you know, remembering how fortunate I am and how lucky I am. Yeah. And and trying to think like oh, I have enough. Like like I, I don't I don't need that, you know? Like yeah. especially yeah. because I'm in a I've been, you know, lucky enough and fortunate enough and worked hard enough to have these opportunities to buy a nice shirt or whatever, like a thing mm-hmm. that I can get that I w- have this vague moment of wanting to not buy it, to not get that thing is so counterintuitive, right? Like you, you want to get that, that moment of feel good and, uh, and passing on it, I, I feel like is a, is a valuable experience. And I, I try to try to do that. It's interesting to see Will go through all this stuff, become, you know, I don't know if he's a a billionaire, but he he's worth hundreds yeah, of millions. He's up there. Yeah, he's, he's worth hundreds there. of millions of dollars. He's as successful as yeah. a human could be. And put it this way, then, he, if he's not, he could be. He's, yeah, he's not that far off. And yeah, you know, he could he's be just been tremendously successful. And then he looks around and he goes, "Man, I really need some therapy." You know, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. it's yeah. a very interesting thing to say. Like, oh, all the success that that you can't really have much more success than he has. And the reflection is I need to do a better job living and interacting with the people that matter to me. Yeah. 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 And I think what you, what you walk away with and I, and I believe I'm trying to think of what point that he talks about it in the book where he talks about like, you know, seeing other people, you know, be successful or get a chance to realize their dreams or their potentials, you know, because of what he's able to do and because of the success that he was able to have has been like, like he thinks, I think he like lists like how Omar, you know, all of a sudden becomes like a music exec. Yeah. It's near the the end of the book. Yeah. He's successful in his career. His brother goes on to be, you know, one of like the best real estate agents and like, you know, pretty much the, the country. Like, right. he runs, you know, all of the real estates for, like, anyone in their family, in their circle. And, like, you're talking about he's selling multi-million dollar homes and yeah. plots and lands and buildings and properties. And so he's wildly successful. JL, you know, has went on to have this incredible career as an agent. You know what I mean? Like, so far for so... I mean, you go down the list, he talks about the chefs that he's... he's uh you know, investing into, you know, uh, the guys from, uh, what was it when they filmed, um, uh, 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 Ali, 
and he brings back a couple of them. Oh, crew, tells yeah. Him, yeah. Brings that guy like, back. Hey, yeah. yeah, you come to the U.S. And then he US, moves back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, you come to the U.S. ever, you find me, and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll hook you up. We'll get, you know, we'll, we'll get you started. And he gets some started. I forget what the business. I want to say it was like a cleaning business or something. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, and then then he goes back to Africa and starts like doing the same thing to other people in Africa. Yep. This guy, like, so you know, being prolific, it, it to me seems like really where the the best joy comes from. You know what I mean? And, and taking your ability and your success. And being able to use that to be, you know, like the kickoff or the spark to someone else's success, it it really seems to come back to that being a place of like, you know, finding the most peace and happiness for a lot of people that realize all of their dreams, you know, and then you start to see like, man, what's the big hole? The hole is like, yeah, I'm having all this fun being successful, but Where's my Gail? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, look at Oprah. Oprah's off the scene. Gail's, Gail's more present than Oprah is these days. You know what I mean? And all of Dr. Phil and all the other people that, that she's touched and been able to give platforms to. And I think, like, for me, I, that resonates for me. And especially, like, even at this level that we're at with 2400, the whole backdrop of what we're trying to do is get our stuff off to create that lane for the next version of us. And I hope to one day be able to just continue to find the next 2400s and that be what, what ultimately, you know, my legacy ends up being from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Well, it's you know, a, you're, it's an, you're an example. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's the, the, Part of the show, part of the whole idea behind the show is that, like, we're an example. We're doing this thing as an example. Like, you don't need permission to start a, a podcast, radio show, book club. Like, you don't, no, nobody needs to tell you that you can do that. You can just do that. And then, like, nobody needed to tell Rodney, like, you could just become a, a, a video Videos. producer. Like, mm -hmm. is that what you want to do? Okay, you can do that. And you don't need permission um, it's permissionless innovation, right? Like that's, yep. that's what it's about. And you see it in will, you see it, you know, in 2400, hopefully, you, hopefully you see it with me. Like that's the idea, right? Is, is mm -hmm. that you do this thing and then other people look around and they go like, Oh, he can do it. Like I know okay. him. He's no different than me, you know? Um, and you need to also understand your lane, right? Like not everybody's going to be the biggest movie star in the world. So no. You need you're you need to manage that correctly, but certainly whatever you want to do is is available out there, you know. Totally, and you know I'd say the biggest thing that I take away from the book is one: Will Smith. Will Smith is talented as fuck. <laughs> um, you know, is like, you know, like even you just. There's a lot of stuff that you don't know about the guy. And, you know, I think as a Philadelphians as we are, you you almost look at the celebrities that are from here and it's always cool to, 
like get to to hear him years later or to to see him years later and to realize like that core that core personality and trait you know of a Philadelphian is like living and breathing and live and well inside of them whereas mm-hmm. as you hear him cuz we did the audiobook and when you hear him like talking in the audiobook like yo, Will is a Philly dude, like through and through. You know, like he fall, he falls through. into it sometimes. There's these moments where he where he says stuff, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> like through and through. Like when he, it was one part where he talks about his sister, like being in everybody business, and it just like, and the way he said it though was like, I heard that before. Uh-huh. Like probably that was, said it. Yeah, like that that tone, the mannerisms that came out, like it's all still in him. Like it's yep. all still in him. And it's that part of it for me was, was like, it was pretty cool to like get to know that side of Will Smith. Like he let you in in this book. Um, he really did. He let you in. And it, it, was just a, it was just a dope read, man. It was a dope read. Yeah, it was great. We're doing uh, the next book. Talk about it right now. Um, in... This book, Will says that the first book that he had read, possibly ever, but certainly since he had been in high school, and he was like blown away by it, and it it had a dramatic impact on his life, is The Alchemist. And so that's what we're going to read next. Um, neither of us have read it, right? I haven't read it. No, read it. it's something that... You hear referenced a lot. Sure, yeah, it's a very popular book. Yeah, and you um, and you, there's I have like a loose understanding of it, but uh, yep. yeah, I've never read a, a single chapter. I haven't read the, the the cover back or anything. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. I haven't read fiction in a while, and this will be the first piece of fiction that we read on the show. So it should be an interesting uh, change of pace and an interesting experience. So. That's what we'll start next week. Uh, you know, we'll we'll read. You know, uh, we'll do a little bit. I, I I don't know what we'll do. We'll I'll, I'll see if we can figure that out. But um, it's not a very long book, I don't think. So we should burn right through it. But either way, it's going to be enjoyable. Um, so so that'll be what we'll do there. And uh, what do you got for this week? You got any uh, plans or goals that you want to achieve for this week? Um. Nah, man, we're, uh, you know, we're on pause trying to figure out uh, what we're going to do in January. You know, at basically when it comes to, you know, people gathering and different things like that, the, the month of January seems to be a month where uh, everyone's kind of self-isolating. So we've been doing a lot of Zoom calls together or uh, a conference calls together and just, uh, you know, just kind of planning, trying to close out 2021 because as a business, you know, we actually need to go through all the statements of spending and, um, you know, what we made and everything like that. And, and actually, there'll be, you know, hopefully next show we'll be able to discuss, like, what the final results were, you know, in terms of uh, recorded income um, from last year. Mm-hmm. And also what what our recorded expenses were from last year. Um, so that that's, that's what we, we've been working on this week. Yeah, closing out nice. 2021. Nice. That'll be that'll be a good thing to follow up on. I'll see if I can get ready for that. Um, on my side, I gotta finish. Uh, I'm building like a little thing to let JD 
upload all of his customers. Um, so right now you can only enter a customer one by one at a time, which in the beginning, I'm going to tell him like, Hey, just, just enter one at a time. Don't, don't go crazy. Let's, let's try this out gradually. You know, that's part of the whole idea of a beta group, right? Is you don't want to go crazy, but, uh, I do want him to have the ability to just upload, you know, 20 or 50 or a hundred customers at a time. Um, so I'm building that, uh, right now. So the goal is to have that done by the end of the week. Um, I also have some bookkeeping stuff to take care of as well. Uh, you know, with the company being formulated and, and, and all that stuff. And uh, I have to uh, create a few tasks for Sarah to do because um, Sarah's going to start working on the app as well, um, she thinks. Uh, we really enjoy working together. You know, we've done some house houses together, like, you know, repairing, repairing the house and stuff like that. Like, we've done that kind of work together. Um, and then when you know, when she was in the, the coding bootcamp, we worked together quite a lot and it went really well. So we're going to kind of experiment with that and try, you know, no commitments anywhere, right? <laughs> like I want her to live her life and, and be as happy as she can be, but we'll see how that goes. So that, that's what we got. Um, the Alchemist is, is four hours long. So what do you want to do? You want, do you want to just do an hour a week or yeah. do you want to do like two hours a week? No, we do it. We do an hour a week and, and okay. that'll be a four week process. Yeah, an hour a week's pretty safe. Hey, uh, so bef- before uh, before we go, we have to discuss mm. Spider Man. So I, I, you know, oh. incredible movie. First of all, incredible, movie. fun, funny, just so like enjoy. It's it was a family movie, you know. You know, for the for the young ones, it got a little jumpy at times. You sure. know, you got you got all these you know old bad guys just like popping up, scary sure. faces and stuff, but uh. It was funny, man. It was it was really funny, um, but Spider Man, come on, man. You texted me. And you know, I'm, you know, you wrong. Aunt May didn't have to die, man. First of all, Aunt May, you know, give the homeless the soup, help them out, do all that. But you know, I mean, everybody can't be fixed, Aunt May. We gotta we we gotta let some people just be who they are, Aunt May. <laughs> it wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth <laughs> sacrificing Aunt May so Sandman, you know, can 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 turn back to a person, and that Electro Man can turn back. I don't know if it's worth it, Aunt May. My, you know, my my trade off. I would I would rather Aunt May than than Sandman. Yeah. Especially <laughs> Sandman in an alternate parallel reality, right? Yes. So of which you won't see him again. Like he's <laughs> he's gonna leave and go. It, you know, I mean, it, what a sacrifice! I'd uh, say. What a so we should have put a spoiler alert in this for anybody who oh, hasn't that's, seen. Yeah, it. that's true. Dang. Yeah. So uh, it's been two weeks. Come on. Now. I, no, I'm gonna put it in the show notes. I'm be like spoiler yeah, alert. Yeah, yeah, if you're yeah, if you're into Spider Man, you haven't seen it yet. You yeah, it. But um, you should have seen the, it by now. That's the least I could have done. But yes, you should have yeah, seen it. But seen also, uh, and I'll say this, and then we'll shut up. The <laughs> thing about Marvel Comics that makes Marvel Comics wonderful. Yes. One of the many things is that there's a humanity to all the characters. And the humanity is that you make mistakes and that those mistakes impact others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even when your mistake is well-intentioned, you make mistakes and they impact others. And that's this. And then that becomes the whole reason that Peter Parker lives yeah. the way he does and the choices that he makes 
is 100% around that, right? It's with great power comes great responsibility. And True. That life lesson is the entire core of the Marvel Comics identity, right? No, that's um, totally true. And so the reason, as much as it saddens me to have yeah. lost May, May and as much on. as I agree, <laughs> like, come on, you didn't have to go there. In fact, in fact, for this Peter Parker to be genuine, since they didn't really get into Uncle Ben with, yeah. the, with this iteration of Tom Holland being Peter Parker, you needed to do it. You needed to give him with great power comes great responsibility because that's the, that's the lesson for yeah. the kids. That's the lesson for people who are growing up is that, Hey, you know, uh, if you do a thing, it's going to have consequences and nice. that's great and it's bad. And you know, that's yeah. just the way life works and life is hard, but also it's worth living. Yeah, and it's worth well, trying to live up to Uncle Ben's expectation. Totally, and kudos to to Spider Man for, like, even when Aunt May passed, he, you know, he didn't go c- crying in his closet for too long. He, no, you know, he, no. he he went ahead and he had his moment, but when it was time to get back up and you know, kind of do what he was put here to do, he went out and did it and saved the world. So you know, credit to that. Uh, on another note. Toby, was he actually under the, uh, was he actually in this pursuit or was that a stand-in? I don't think Toby McGuire actually did any of those live action scenes. I, I don't know. So, so I'm, I'm questioning that. I, I, you know, I'm questioning that. I, Toby, it, it seemed a little odd. Hey, I don't, I don't know, but I will say this. Will Smith and the book Will ends on the chapter, The Jump. And I immediately went to YouTube and watched the jump. Oh, I didn't and watch he, it. Oh, oh dude, he should do it. He, he did. Oh, I'm it. gonna it was, watch it. It was like six minutes of fun, you know, just watching oh, him get excited for it. it. So, oh, you know, I I'll say that. And then uh, I'll say, hey, wh- where can people find us, man? They can find us at the process. Proce- the process is blackandwhite.com, and they can check us out at uh, any of your social media platforms. Just look up the process is black and white. We'll come right up. Have a good day, folks. Talk to you next week. Yep, you got it. Yeah, I got to go watch it. I didn't watch it. Holy crap. And that's all the time we have this week. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Process is Black and White. Come join us next week where the journey continues on the road to successful entrepreneurship. For further information, go to www.theprocessisblackandwhite.com. Any views or opinions represented on this podcast do not constitute financial advice or any other advice. Vernon and Devin inspire you to conduct your own due diligence before making any personal financial decisions.